This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, as we tackle your marriage and your relationship issues, as the impact your workplace. We all know that if stuff is a mess at home, it's absolutely going to impact everything in your lives. And we've got a special show for you today. But I'm going to make you wait to find out who's so special about the show today. So if you ever wondered, well, Martha, I don't know, let's just ask you this question. Didn't you know we've been married 31 years? We just celebrated 31 years last year, last week. Last week. Seemed like a year ago, right? But just last week. Did you know that there was cheat sheets available to know? So you could know everything you really want to know that I'm thinking that there was a cheat sheet for that. Well, I have to say, I'm not sure that I'll ever know everything that you're thinking. I don't thinking. want you to know everything I'm thinking. Oh, but you're pretty transparent. But I will say that after having read the books that we're going to talk about today, I do know now that this is a book of lists that would be very helpful for anybody to have in marriage. It's the greatest, it's the greatest resource out there. All right, so... Uh, as Martha and I talked about, is there? did you ever wonder if there was a cheat sheet for marriage? Kind of like a Cliff Notes version with all the answers you ever wanted. How about a reference manual of a sort that kind of tells, tells men all that they ever wanted to know about women and wives? I mean, guys, seriously, you've heard me joke on the, on the line about this, how we wish that children would be born with a tie strap around their foot with the manual, uh, you know, laminated manual connected. How about... Knowing all that you ever need to know, or almost everything you need to know about the wives that you're marrying. A reference manual so that all you ladies out there listening might be able to understand and know about your men and your husbands. Well, it's here. It's been printed. And it was printed by somebody right here in Tampa Bay. It was written by somebody right here in Tampa Bay. Famous people. People that love the Lord, who love talking about marriages. It's going to be an incredible show today as Martha and I welcome Mark and Susan Merrill. They're from, they got such an incredible background, but... Well, I'll let I'll let them tell you about their background. But Mark and Susan Merrill, welcome to I Work for Him. Well, thank you for having us. We're super excited to be here, and um, I, maybe we should have consulted y'all on the list. I don't oh, know. No. Sounds like you got some experience. I, I think you guys did a pretty good job. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Mark, if, if you got? Can you hear it? Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Perfect. All right. Glad Great to have to you, guys. you guys. You know this these books. I read the one. You know, list of love by for busy husbands, and Martha read the list of love by for busy wives. Just we, wow. so we just keep the perspective. Oh yeah, we always read the books when we have an author in the studio. We always read the entire book. But I couldn't believe it. I mean, I. I I just couldn't believe you got that kind of accurate information. There's some really good stuff in here. Any any heresy in there? I don't think there's any heresy. I think that, you know, <laughs> but this should have been written like 50 years ago. I mean, well, I think we always find that when we find a marriage book, especially that had, really speaks to us, we're like, you know, where was this when we first started marriage? You know, so um, I will tell you that this is. We have a tradition of giving gifts of books for marriages or for a bridal shower, depending on the situation. And I told Jim, I said, I think this, these are our new little sets. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it used yes. to be love and respect. So you know that. You well, it's know, just going to be added to. Oh, it's, it's gonna not that we're going to get respect? rid of that. Okay. Because Emerson might call and go, hey, yeah. hey, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah. I've done yeah. more radio shows than the Merrill's. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Emerson's there. Yeah, that's right. Those, those well, guys. Well, it just really impacted our life and our marriage. And so I just knew that that's 
that's where Jim's coming from. It's like, man, we had to, we learned a lot of stuff the hard way before we learned these tools. Us so. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank what, you for sharing them. Well, what happens is, you know, we write these books, and then every once in a while, Susan says, well, you need to read your <laughs> your own book there. Chapter 10. <laughs> Chapter yeah. 10. Well, exactly. Well, it's funny because, you know, the longer you've been married, you, you do forget some of these basic little things that make a marriage great. And w- when I had friends reviewing the books, of course, they've been married for a while. Like, we, we're 28 years. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, my word, I don't do that for him anymore. And he used to love that. I need to do that. So... Again, it really is for every age because it marriage takes yes. thought and time and consideration. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, thought, it does. time, consideration, intentionality. Oh, intentionality. That's right, yes, intentionality. All right, so let's just step back, step back a minute. Okay, your organization is family first. You, but you guys have you have um, all pro dads. You have I mom. And I know you're involved in so much, so much stuff. I, I can't believe we have never crossed paths because we, we run in very similar circles, yet you guys just run. We just, I don't even, must run way faster than you we do. You know our office used to be in this building. No, yeah. we have no we, idea. That, we, I gathered that at some point. So we it was much of before where we were, were here. Yeah. So we've Man, only been here two years. Many so. years we were in this building where this, we used to come on uh, some of the other shows here and it's great to be back. Yeah, yeah. you've had like a, all these people as you've been walking in, they're like, oh, hi, welcome, welcome. <laughs> So that's great. All right. So where did you guys get so passionate about building into people's marriages? Go ahead, Mark. You start yeah, first. Start. Well, obviously, marriage is hard work, and it's and it's a challenge. And I really believe that most couples don't go into marriage and think, well, I really don't care about doing a good job here, and I really don't want to have a great marriage, so I'm just going to try to get through it. Everyone goes into marriage with great expectations Mm -hmm. uh, for their relationship. Happily ever after. That's right. But then when it comes down to executing on a day-in, day-out basis, especially when the daily grind occurs, they really don't have the equipment, the tools to do that. And so one of the things that we wanted to do is give some very simple and practical tips of how to do this well, how to love your spouse well. And especially for the men, you know, one of the greatest compliments that Susan and I have gotten is from wives who say, you know what? My husband never reads or he's never read a book mm-hmm. and he's reading this book. He's picked it up because it's so easy and so simple, but has such profound and deep truths. <laughs> As I said at the beginning of the show, it is the cliff notes for men to learn everything about their wives. I mean, it is these lists are phenomenal. I mean, mm. they're really phenomenal. And we're going to hit some of the lists today on the show. We're going to take we just picked two for the men and two for the women. We're going to talk through these lists. We can't cover the whole books. You need to buy That's these books. Yeah. Lists to love by for busy husbands. Lists to love by for busy wives by Mark and Susan Merrill. I'm telling you, this will be a phenomenal resource for us. Susan, what about you? How did you... I mean, it's one thing to recognize that marriage is a lot of work. It's one thing to recognize that maybe you didn't have all the tools that you thought you needed when you got married. But how did you get to be so passionate about wanting to feed into marriages? So when we were really young and got married, of course, like Mark said, you know, you say your vows for better or for worse, but you're really just thinking for better. Mm -hmm. And I have to be honest, we learned the first year that we are, we're like ships that pass in the night. We have very different personalities. And so the for worse started kicking in and we had to learn a lot of things. And, um, and from there, you know, when we started family first and we realized, okay, there's a lot of things out there and research for families, but they're not reading it. They're not learning it. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of parenting on things we observed. But of course, the breakdown in the culture with divorce and different things, we didn't always observe well. 
And so helping others love well is really became our passion. And we started with iMom and Alper Dad and kind of then said, you know, you can be a great parent, but if you're not a great spouse, you're kind of defeating the purpose for generational family life. We talk about all the time that the role of the father is to teach their sons how to be a great dad and agree be a great husband. And the role of a father for his daughters is to demonstrate what a great husband looks like, to set that standard, and to demonstrate what she should be look. I mean, who she should be dating. I mean, so often people miss that point. They they just because kids are a distraction. They they pull them off of task. They want to be. They want to keep it busy. All right, we don't want to waste any more time talking about that. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like it's a waste you of time, you, but no. you're not going to diatribe on that. Oh my goodness! I just <laughs> I want. But, but you're so right. I mean, one of the things is that 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 a lot of our children today don't have that model to go by. Like, what does a good marriage really look like? And so uh, that's why it's so important that that we learn how to do this to the best of our ability. And we're not going to do it perfectly. And our children uh, definitely know that, but they know that we are striving toward that goal of loving each other well, being the best we can be in our relationship. Well, the reason we called it List to Love by Simple Steps is because we also realized from people who read our blogs and our sites that there is so much competition for people's time and attention. And mm, if we don't sure. get back to the basics and simple living and knowing how to execute daily well in our relationships, we're all going to suffer. So it's 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 time to, to study the family again and not just all these other things that are distracting us oh, from good words yeah it is very mm-hmm. good words all right so yeah you mentioned susan you know people said for better for or for uh, for better for worse the sickness and in health for richer for poor and a lot of times people don't ever expect the worse the sickness or the poorer yeah but the, but they said yes anyway mm-hmm. but and, and that's really the reality of most of the couples that we've dealt with in the last 20 almost 20 years 18 years is that it's when the other side comes in they get like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. No, no, it's a let's bail. And yeah. So, so, Mark, it hasn't been heavily, happily ever after the, the whole 28 years? Well, actually, I think it is happily ever after. What do you think? But we've had to really work, work on it. it. And it's a, it's a hard job, and it, but it's a great job. It's rewarding. And it gets easier. Do you not think it gets easier? I think it's <laughs> Martha, easier. Might, Martha might say, um, well, I thought it was getting easier until year 30, and then Jim just started break. changing. All right, listen, we're talking today with Mark and Susan Merrill from Family First. Just don't go away. We got so much talking about their brand new books, List to Love By for Busy Husbands and Busy Wives. Absolutely the, just phenomenal books. Martha and I finished these books a few months ago. Written by Mark and Susan Merrill, Simple Steps to the Marriage You Want, List to Love By for a hus- Busy Husbands and List to Love By for Busy Wives. You can, well, tell, tell us, Susan, where can people get these books? Can you get them on your website, susanme.com or markmerrill.com? Where can, where can they get them? Barnes & Noble, Amazon, any book dealer has them. And so you can just get find them anywhere. All right. And there, of course, your local Christian uh, bookstore, if you can find yep. one nearby, get yep. them there. They are phenomenal books. We're going to give away a couple of copies after the bottom of the half hour. All right. So I want to jump into this. What made you write this book? We'll, we'll start with you, Susan. Why did you Why did you think that you need to write these books? Well, first of all, we were praying on how can we, we have a fatherhood and a motherhood program. You know, what can we do for marriage? But actually, it was the publisher's idea to just take a lot of lists of things that we had seen do really well on our websites and say, can you just make a simple book? 
Well, it was supposed to be one book, but when Mark and I got together, we had such different perspectives on some of these lists. Imagine that. A man's perspective and a woman's perspective? I can't believe they'd be different. We went back and said, hey, can we make this two books, one for wives, one for husbands, that kind of parallel. There's a few chapters that don't parallel, and that's for specific reasons, but and give the opposite perspective, knowing that we have the data um, about what men and wives think, and wouldn't it be enlightening for them to know? Mark, where'd you get the data, though? I mean, because, I mean, the stuff you got in here is dynamite. So where did you get the data? I mean, this is a phenomenal project. It's almost like you had Barna helping you, because he's the guy that always gathers all the data. Where'd you get the data? Well, this is really from uh, 28 years of, of research and working in this area, the, and also from just- Not the, just your own marriage, you're talking about other marriages exactly. as well. Well, and just and just the practical day in and out, day out, living and and doing this marriage journey together with susan and so it's really come from that kind of external research but also internal research just from our own experiences and so we have really dug deep uh all across the nation and looking at all the resources for uh several years and uh came up with uh these lists when you were going through the editing process and you, you brought in outside people to read them I mean, were they laughing? Were they crying? Were they, I mean, what kind of comments were you getting? Because I, I, as I read this, I laughed out loud more times going, I can't believe they wrote that down. You, you know, one <laughs> of the things that really encouraged me as well is when the actual, the, the, uh, uh, the publisher, the acquiring editor, uh, read this together with his wife because he was so fascinated by it. And he came back and said, we absolutely love it. This is impacting our marriage. And this was an older couple mm. who had already gone through uh, decades and decades of marriage and said, this is an incredible resources that has really impacted us. We're going to give it to our kids, our grandkids. We're going to give it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's what makes it unique and fun. So normally, if we write a post or something about something that a husband should do, we, we will get comments on our social media going, well, what about the wife? <laughs> so in this case, it's one person called them dueling books because you know what? You can go through them together. You can each see the perspective. And it's not like you're saying to one of them, this is your responsibility to make our marriage great. This is our responsibility to love well. And here's different ways that we can do that um, from a male and female perspective. When we found out about these books, Martha and I said, We've got to get Mark and Susan Merrill on the show. We just because this we're so like minded because this is the kind of stuff that we will go through with people. Tell them to just understand. All right, so enough talking about it. We got to go through somebody's lists because people really want to hear these lists. It. And so because a, a, a man is in charge of the show, we're going to do a men a man list first because this this is one of the chapters I laughed out loud at. Are you in charge or is Martha in charge? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. After 31 years of marriage, how would you answer that question? <laughs> I would not answer that question. List number 10 was nine ways to understand what your wife is really saying. Mm, mm. First of all, how That'll did... That'll pique your interest that's right, right there. That's right. Nine ways to understand what your wife is really saying. How did you get... How did you guys, you two, Mark and Susan Merrill, get permission to let this information out? Because I didn't think women ever wanted to know, wanted men to know what they were thinking. Well, this is a double secret female code that, that really has not been revealed in the history of mankind until now. And there's also nine keys to understand what your husband, husband is really is saying in yeah, the wife's that's book. way simpler. It's yes. way simpler. I mean, it's easy. It's pretty basic. Oh, we just say it like it is. 
this. Easy. You <laughs> yes. think, yeah, you understand each See, other. That's why we there's don't. two books. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back to that basic principle. Yeah. Yeah. So this, we have unveiled the secret code and we've just given a people just a glimpse into the mind of the ladies. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the, it's just, it's just hilarious. All right. So. 11 concrete things a husband and wife must agree on. I mean, wait, this, wait, wait. What what? Are you, what I'm are sorry. You? Did I, I, I read the wrong one. Sorry. Not list 10's next page. Sorry. Well, nine ways. Sorry. Page. I was wondering. Didn't, okay. Nine things. I'm fine means I'm not fine, but I'm not ready to talk about it. Fine officially means, according to Hollywood, mm-hmm. freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So when a woman mm-hmm. says she's fine, <laughs> that one I already knew. That one I already Because it was in a movie. They had that movie. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Didn't you go out with your friends last weekend? Means I know for a fact that you went out with buddies last Friday night and I want to spend time with you this weekend. I love that there's a great video out there that by that one couple that we've oh, done, yeah. we've highlighted that in mm-hmm. Marriage Cruise. I mean, this is great stuff. So, Susan, talk about this. I'm fine means I'm not fine, but I'm not ready to talk about it. It's more like, I'm fine. You have to have the right, the right yeah. emotion. It's, I'm fine. Like, don't bother me now. I can't talk about it, but one day we are going to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, and no, we are going to talk about this. Oh, yes. Has she ever used that word with you, Mark? I'm fine. Uh, yes. Yes. It's in the book. It, it has happened. It's, it's in the if it's in the book, it's real. It's, it's been experienced by the Merrills. Is that the deal? It's, yeah. it's, she has used it. And really, there, there's a couple things that we can do in reaction to that. One is just kind of walk away and go, okay. Or we can dig a little bit deeper and just ask those probing questions because great questions usually breed great conversation. And so just addressing it right then and there is something that that Susan uh, and I have liked to do over the course of our marriage just to get it done with, get it out, and let's discuss is there an issue really here that we need to address. Sometimes I'm fine. When she's not fine, is a very simple issue that we can take care of really quickly. Other times it takes deeper conversation. And I have to say, and Mark will admit this, so Mark I admit is, it. Whatever you're going to say. Really? <laughs> yes, you're about sir. ready to be thrown under the bus. So I, he's really literal. Like he doesn't always read expression or, or emotional cues. And so he used to take, I'm fine, as I really was fine, and walk away. And then he'd be like, well, I really needed a hug or something. You know, certainly he could see that. Well, then that was say a what you mean. Exactly. If, you're, if you're not fine, <laughs> don't say you. you're fine. And by the expression <laughs> Jim, thing, thank Mark, you. seriously, <laughs> thank I mean, you. Have, have you figured out Susan's expressions after this, 28 years? Uh, no, and this is valid. No, Jim, no. I'm here for validation from you. <laughs> That's right. Because Martha, she goes, Apparently I say, my expressions are changing. They're changing. Because I think we, like, we both turned 50 last look? year and her expressions started changing. Maybe it's the wrinkles. It's not the wrinkles. I don't know. I just don't get it. That sounds like an excuse. Yeah. For me, it's, the reason why you don't see expression for me, it's all Botox. You know, I don't, just, oh, kidding, just, just, just kidding. That's just why kidding. my cheeks are so puffy. It's Botox. Oh, that's it. Okay. okay. Oh, gosh. All right. No. Okay. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Just right. kidding, listeners. Okay. Don't do no, it. no, don't, don't do Botox. It's botulism, people. Seriously. Okay. When a wife says to her husband, didn't you go out with your friends last weekend? Means... I know for a fact you went out with your buddies last Friday night, and I want to spend time with you this weekend. Well, she's really just guilty pointing out, you're going out with them again? She's trying not to be a nag. And so she's gently reminding him, didn't you go out last weekend? But why the sarcasm, though? I mean, why can't a wife oh, just I don't not think just, it was sarcasm. Oh, really? No. Because I read that with sarcasm. Oh, really? Didn't you go out with I your think, friends last weekend? I think that weekend? would be if a guy was saying it. Yeah. Okay, well, but it goes, like, didn't you? Like, so, how could you forget? But so what you really mean, though, is 
I'd like to spend time with you. Can you not go out? Yeah. So, folks, are you getting the gist here? Basically, just tell us like it is. You know, tell us expressly. Don't imply anything. Just give us the bottom line. That's what we're looking for. Come on, wives. You You need to understand. Oh, I do. Seek to uh, be. (laughs) Seek first to understand before being understood. Uh, Jim, is there a commercial break coming up? Coming up. Coming up. What he's saying is we wouldn't have had to write a book. (laughs) When a wife says to you when you get home, "How was your day?" means I want to reconnect with you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that really is. Or it could be, you know, the kids did something bad and they want to know <laughs> how I your want, day was. I want you to ask me. <laughs> yeah. How was, how was my day? How was but but your I will day? tell you that it's a lot easier to eliminate arguments over statements like this if, if people would just say what they're really thinking. Like the next statement. Thank you. What mm-hmm. are you doing today? Means I've got something that I want you to do. Well, why don't you just say, I've got something I'd like you to do? So we can go to the women's list where Mark. No, no, that's in a minute. You can't. Oh, have, no, because no. Mark will say, "Can I help you with the dishes?" And what he's really saying, "Can we get the kids bed to bed early so you know what can happen?" We can oh. say sex. On, you know, Why doesn't he just say, "I want to be. I'm going to do the dishes so we can be intimate." <laughs> what if he really wanted help with the dishes, Martha? When I ask can I help you with the dishes, what do I mean? Um. Well, it could mean <laughs> a lot of things. But what do I mean? Wow, she's it, hedging. You just now, Susan just influenced you in this. And when I, I ask, know. can I help you with the dishes? <laughs> what does it thinking. mean? You want to serve me? It means I want to help you do the dishes. Wow, how noble! Well, he, I, like I am to do an the dishes. service person, but I'm also a kind of a control freak, so mm, I don't really mm. like to give that up. You know, but, but I get it. it. Okay, I get it. Yeah. this is not about us. This is about Mark and Susan Merrill and their books they wrote in order to save <laughs> their marriage. Not about us. List of love by for busy wives and list of love by for busy husbands mm-hmm. by Mark and Susan Merrill. You got to get a copy of these. This is just unbelievable stuff. Okay, keep going. Do you need some help with that? Means I want to be part of your team. Again. This is from a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. And this is not one I say. This is one that a lot of other women say. So did you poll women in these things? We did. So we have, um, A, lots of research we've done. We usually do research for our blog posts. Then a lot of the posts that we get strong reactions on, we dig into deeper. Like, why Mm. are women saying this? What is the culture doing? Because there are shifts in what relationships demand of each other over time. And so we're kind of always keeping a finger on the pulse there. And, and that one could also mean do you need some help with that it could also mean not only i want to be part of your team but it could be you know what i don't think you're doing that right yeah. and let me show you how it's done so it, mm-hmm. what I, I just every time i read one of these let's talk about this some more it means i don't agree but i want to understand and support you or i totally disagree with you and and you need to think my way that's what my interpretation was. <laughs> we should go out this weekend means i want you to take initiative but i'm getting to something is there something you're forgetting it means there's definitely something you're forgetting. But why don't you just say that? I mean, why can't ladies just say, I mean, is it just because you're trying to be nice? Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to figure this out. And I think that Wait a minute. you could ask what? No, just keep going really, really quick because this is the last one we got Okay, hit. these questions can come from two ways. If you are not connected at all and you have a lot of tension... It could be a whole lot more negative than yeah, just be, trying to be the sweet wife and trying to just kind of go around the bush a little tone bit. Tone of voice and facial expression totally goes yes. in this. But the last one? For sure. You don't have to get me anything for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Which, husbands, 
<laughs> if a wife says that, you're in deep doo doo if you don't get yeah, her something get her for her birthday. Toast, get it her means, toaster. It means I do want no, some, a tool. Yeah. You get her a tool for the toolbox. Oh, yeah. It means hammer. I do want something, but I want you to put time and energy into picking it out. Ladies and gentlemen, these books, you have got to get these books. Okay, we're going to tackle a list from the list to love by for busy wives. That's right. So I picked list number 11. And it surprised me that this is the one that I wanted to pick because I am a glass half full kind of gal. Yes, you are. But I really felt like this, even though it kind of is a do not list, it is. It really, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that they yes. do these things, right? Yeah. So it's five ways to harden your heart. And the story is just, you know, one that we have heard way too often of people that um, become connected in a different relationship just through loneliness or um, whatever circumstances there might be and not having proper boundaries. But the the things that can harden our heart end up making us not sensitive towards our spouse. And that is a very dangerous place to be. So the five um, things in this list, which is five ways to harden your heart, is the first one is to be critical of him. Right. So what we found through experience and what we do is that men are more at risk for um, an affair because of physical temptation, women, it's emotional intimacy. So as a wife, you have to protect your heart from being hardened towards your spouse so that you're not at risk for needing emotional intimacy. And being critical of your husband, it may not be something you verbalize. It may just be something you're often thinking. Here he goes again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times has he done that? When will he learn? You know, so it's that constant telling yourself that your husband is not the man that you love and want. And by doing that, we're hardening our heart yes, towards him. Your heart just and and you really start looking for the worst in him instead of recognizing the good he does. You actually start looking for that. So it's a negative kind of thing that you're playing in your head. And well, and it, men are way you. more sensitive than they will ever admit. Exactly. And if their wife is critical of them, it crushes their spirit. Yeah, and scripture is very clear on this out of the overflow of the heart your mouth speaks. And so uh, that it comes out ultimately. You, you may not think it does, but it comes out in our words, but also in our expressions, our body language, our tone of voice, as you said earlier. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So watching that, being critical of him, go comparison shopping. So that's a really dangerous Yeah, one. so that builds on being critical. Okay, so you're looking at your husband. He's not doing what you want. He's not what you think. You're telling yourself this. And then you start looking at who is doing it the way you want. And, of course, we only see the good in other couples. We right. think everybody's got a better marriage than we do, a better husband. And so you're looking at other men going, wow, I wish he, I wish my husband did that. And look how great he is with the kids. And huh, when was the last time my husband did dishes like that? And so we're really then seeking excuses to look at somebody mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. that's a very dangerous thing to do so number three is focus on your needs your needs your needs wow yeah. being selfish it's being selfish and this is an easy one for us we're uh, you know especially if you're a wife and a mother you're constantly giving out mm-hmm. and you do have days where you think am i ever going to get any time for me and I, and and you know mm. you had five kids we had five kids it. And, and I'll tell you, there were time, there was a season where I didn't work at all, and it was very easy for me to watch Mark come home. And, of course, he's coming home to decompress from work, and I've been working with five kids all day and still doing homework and still doing dishes and thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great if I just walked in the door and turned on the news and sat down? And so, you know, my need was I needed time, and instead of expressing that and building that into our cal- calendar, 
I could get grumbly about it. Sure. But whether same for the working woman. You know, she's doing both, taking care of kids, mm. coming home, working, then coming home and taking care of kids. Sometimes, especially with kids, it's very easy to get grumbly about our needs. And instead of being strategic, mm-hmm. explaining them to our spouse and building them into our calendar. So, And then we just harden our heart. And then yeah. you continue to build that wall that you don't want built because then you feel more disconnected than previously, but yet you, you're doing that with your mind and the lies that you're letting yourself believe. And these build, and building that wall, that's a great statement because in the marriages that have fallen apart that I've seen where there really wasn't an excuse mm-hmm. for a divorce, it was because hearts become hardened past the point of reconciliation mm-hmm. because they've told themselves these things so many times, they can't seem to unwind it. Right. And that's, and maybe that's why I keyed in on this one as I just think I see so many, it's so easy for it to happen. And Mm -hmm. so many people can fall into that very quickly and not even realize it. And that's where I think prayer comes in with all these things too, is saying, Lord, okay, I don't, I don't want to be focusing on that negative. I don't want to be hardening my heart towards my husband. And we talk about this in another part of the book, but having that couple accountability, and I know you guys do Mm -hmm. a lot of um, discipleship of other couples, but having that one or two couples that you can call that will call you out Mm -hmm. when you're negative Mm -hmm. or they recognize in you, hey, you're going to that place you go to about your husband that you you don't want to go and let's get back in focus. So having couples that know you and have that, the authority mm. to mm. call out. Your- and that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to oh, find. Yeah. It is. And, it really and is giving today. them that permission. You can give somebody permission, but they still have to have the boldness and the confidence to, to use it and yep. say, you know what, I, I feel like right now we need to have a conversation about this. Yeah. Mm. It's an investment mm-hmm. of time and relationship. It is. It is. Um, okay. So the next one on the list is don't have sex. Okay. Sex and marriage intimacy. It is God's plan for marriage. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have it, it's always a red flag. When somebody tells me they're struggling in marriage, the first question I want to ask is, hmm, when was the last time you had sex? Because I do. I We've written the same that. book. We've written they're like, <laughs> no, we didn't. More than 72. Well, we didn't write the book. We <laughs> asked the same questions. Just because that means you've either got too busy for your marriage mm-hmm. or somebody's heart is in the wrong place. It's being hardened because of something. And so you're withholding intimacy. And so it can be a red flag. Now, we do recognize that everybody has their normal about what's the normal mm-hmm. time period that we we need to be having intimacy but check 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 right if you are not intimate there there may be something going on and y'all need to uncover it mm-hmm. very good words so hardening the heart in that re- respect and so then the fifth one is have unrealistic standards for your relationship and this kind of builds on all of them you know we we talked about happily ever after better or worse the media, the movies, whatever it is that you base to what you think your relationship is going to be on, things may happen. You may go down a different path. I have heart problems. I've had millions of, not millions. It feels like millions, <laughs> okay. right? 12 to 14 heart surgeries. We didn't plan that. Right. That was not what Mark committed to, but it was. Well, it was if he said in sickness or, or in health, right? yeah. Exactly. So if you have a standard that your marriage is supposed to look a certain way, be a certain way, and it doesn't happen, Mm-hmm. Um, then you're going to harden your heart. Oh, yeah. People get bitter, bitter and say, I deserve, and they hear things from the world, you know, you deserve better, better. and you You deserve you to be happy. Yes, all of those things. So one you. of the things we've not addressed is the fact that at the end of each list, you have a taking the next step section. You want So we really felt strongly about this. These are really short lists. Yeah. You can read each one. We've tested them 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it, there's different ways you could do it. 
You could do a list a month. You could do a list a week. At the end of each list, there are one or two or three action steps to take. You don't have to do all of them. But sometimes we say to spouses, open the table of contents and look, circle independently the list you want to, that are the most important to you. Compare notes. And as a couple, hit those first. And then go back six months later and hit them again and see if you've made a change. Because we all know changing habits is difficult. It sure you is. have to revisit it. Especially and so, in marriage. Yeah. And so you may not need to cover all of these lists, but hit the ones that you really need and then do a check. We're talking today with Mark and Susan Merrill about their brand new books that they released this year. List to love by for busy wives and list to love by for busy husbands and simple steps to the marriage that you want. Mark, let's somehow talk to the men because the ladies really, they really took over that conversation. We didn't get a, it. It wasn't funny. We didn't, we it was really just so be, serious. Yeah, you guys were so funny. We, were not. We, got a, yeah. we got a list on that somewhere. All right, there's a list there's on that somewhere. List. All right, but list 25, I want to highlight that 10 ways to affair-proof your marriage mm. because this is something that most people aren't looking, most people are not looking to have an affair to destroy their marriage, but they're not, protecting their marriage and we always talk about talk to people number one what you said if having sex if a couple isn't engaged in intimacy they're not that's very unhealthy but we always make people if they're working with us praying together every day Mm -hmm. spending 15 minutes talking together every day those 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 key things will stop a lot of nonsense but you had to put this list together because you've seen a need to put this list together for sure no question about it the, the 10 ways to affair proof your marriage and this does not mean that you're guaranteeing that you won't have an affair it's just saying that we are decreasing the likelihood of that affair happening for example uh the first item on on the list is to establish guardrails and so i share with people all the time that you know what i when i go on trips i do not ever fly or drive or business go trips. to a conference business trips with a female uh, that is not my wife or one of my daughters, one of my family members, because I don't want to um, move into that area of temptation. Even though I say to myself, you know what, this will never happen with this person. You know what, you never know. None of us are immune. And so that's why it's so important to establish guardrails and make a decision of what you will and will not do. It's not The idea is not to get as close to the line as possible of temptation. It's to stay as far away from it is possible. That's why those guardrails are critical so that we don't uh, slide off the slippery slope right. into an affair. Well, and if you've hit the guardrail, you already cross the line. Yeah, exactly. And Andy's, and if you really want it, Andy Stanley has a, an amazing series mm. on guardrails. It. That that series is phenomenal. All right, let's try to hit the rest of this list before we get to the end of the break. Stop viewing pornography. I mean, I mean, how it is now pervasive. They say 70% of the men sitting in the pews in churches, 50% of the pastors are struggling with an addiction to pornography. Yeah, and, and hopefully your son is an exception, but most young men have seen pornography, and it's also not just a, 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 a male thing. It's also female. We're seeing more and more women who are succumbing to that temptation. And so stop viewing pornography. It's easy to say, but this is a real struggle. And there's a lot of things you can do to establish guardrails, like uh, your your spouse, in our case, Susan knows the password to my, my smartphone. She knows the password to all my laptops. She knows all of our financial passwords, our records, everything she knows about. And so that's one way to make sure that she knows exactly what's going on in my life. But also, pornography really is like a drug. And there's studies out there that show time and time again that when you just venture into some quote-unquote soft pornography, that that 
most of the time it's going to lead to harder pornography and you need more and more of the drug and then you get addicted and then it causes huge problems in your relationship because basically you've breached the bond of that relationship Mm -hmm. and you really are engaging in an affair right well it's it's adultery jesus said hey it is yeah yeah, if you're lusting after one in your mind it's like committing adultery Mm -hmm. all right fire up the romance be affectionate keep enjoy physical intimacy often Keep the lines of communication open. But I like the last ones. Play together, speak kind words, and worship together. Why are those so important? Well, playing together, just doing things that are lighthearted, like on Father's Day, just a couple of days ago, we did something we haven't done in years. We went bowling. Dirty. So dirty. So so fun. It was raining. And we had a blast. In fact, (laughs) I'm like, Susan, let's join a Wednesday night league. Let's do (laughs) this from now on. So it's so much fun. So all you bowlers bowlers out there, I envy you. That's an awesome sport. So just play together. We had a hard time getting strikes. It's not easy. That's right. And then speak kind words to one another. You know, sometimes we just forget about the basics. And it's not like, okay, I got to remember to speak kind words. But just remember, when you wake up in the morning, hey, good morning. Mm. Go to bed at night. Good night. I love you. And just making sure that we remember the very fundamentals and the basics of life together. And then finally, worship together. I mean, there's probably not a reason why we need to really talk about this, but ultimately, we need to understand that He is the source of life. He is the source of truth, that our marriage ultimately uh, exists to glorify God in every way. List to love by for busy wives and list to love by for busy husbands. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're married, listen to us today. You got to get both these books. And if you're single and you're thinking you want to get married, you need to get both these books so you can really start to understand. It'll give you, it's the, it is, it is literally the cheat sheet to marriage. It's unbelievable. Now, that coupled along with the Bible, you've got it all, you'll all figure it out. You will live happily ever after, guaranteed. (laughs) Just call us if it didn't happen. 877-943-9673-877-943-9673. Call. Talk to Michael Miracle. We still have a couple, one more copy left. All right. I wanted to jump with, so you ladies struggle with understanding us husbands, just like we understand. When we say something, you don't understand what we're saying. Okay. So I, how, Wait, how can they not understand us? And we're simple. We're simple people. Men are way less That's complicated right. than women. That's right. Women are like spaghetti. Men are like waffles. Wasn't there a great movie like that? Really? Or a book like that? Spaghetti and waffles. Waffles wow. and spaghetti. Absolutely. Okay, because okay, so I'm not going to go down that path because that would take the entire remaining of the show. Yes. When we ask, no, wait a minute. This is what you ask us. No, you no. ask. No, no, you. When we That's ask, what a husband says. is something uh, wrong? Stick with the men's book. There you go. <laughs> okay, Mark, help, help us them out. out. No, you yeah. help me out. Yeah, we what? got we got pictures in the men's book. There's no, pictures. No, no, no. Just, just is there kidding. diagrams just too? <sighs> okay, so so this is what, what guy Susan has wife. helped understand about mark basically you know his code and you deciphering it right yeah so number one is something wrong wrong. it's there's something obviously wrong so don't (laughs) please don't make so when i ask it is something wrong no this is not that i got this wrong did just tell me what's wrong don't make me guess yeah what mark is really saying is i'm not sure what's going on here is something wrong like he which i would normally say what do, what do you think? Say, I'm that, fine. You know, the, the stove is on fire. The kids are screaming. <laughs> yes, there's something wrong. But he's really saying, I'm not getting what's going on here. 
And so I need more than I can't assess this situation. Tell me what's going on. Well, we can't fix what we don't understand. And so we're right. asking what's wrong. Wait, but we're we not need... supposed to fix it, remember? No, we're supposed oh, yeah. to ask. Is this something listen. you want us to fix or, or is something you just want us to listen? Yes. yes. I understand. Very good. That, that's another. You, Jim, you're doing so well. <laughs> I don't really operate very well. I just asked, is something wrong? Because I could feel the vibe. You don't have to say anything. It's the look on the face. The death look. <laughs> something is wrong. What something is it? Something is wrong. What is really wrong? And when she says, when she responds, I'm fine. <laughs> you know. She's I go, really not. Yeah. Freaked it's out, not. insecure, neurotic, and emotional. All right. Exactly. Can we talk about this later? When a husband says, can we talk about this later? What does this really mean, ladies? It really means that. Um, can, we he, talk, can we talk about this later? Can we talk about this later? Because I got to take a break from this. I don't get it, and it's it's not the right time. Right, but it's kind of like our "I'm fine." Right, but no, it's not. No, it's not at all. It just, it just, no, it's not. Because we're saying, can we talk about this later? Because if we talk about it now, we're very emotional. We're very, and, and so it could, it could escalate. We don't want it to escalate. We want to take it down a notch. And, and and because we can only focus on one thing at a time, because we compartmentalize everything, because that's mm-hmm. what the Lord designed us to do, mm-hmm. we need to but talk about But for the later. women's perspective... You just want to beat it to can, death right now. We can, exactly. And that's what we say in there. This is really important. Like, for example, you your kid, something has happened with your child. Your husband walks in from work. You need to talk about it. This has to be addressed. He, the child has been sentenced to their room for life if we don't resolve this. And so you need to talk about it. He's saying, can we talk about this later? And... Sometimes we have to acknowledge as a wife, maybe, maybe he really does need to take a break to process this. Because if you dump on him now, he's not going to. You know, Jim, Martha, I think we have a lot to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and preempt all of the programming on this station (laughs) for the next several days. We're just going to do this. (laughs) You could easily. I mean, your book, you could do a week on this book. So that's the great thing is that these are easy resources for people to get and to digest at their own pace. Like you said, one a week, one a day one a month whatever you want to do and go back and forth you know have both of them on the night date night book fabulous oh take it to dinner date night ice cream okay i'm thinking devotions one list at a time and what we tell people is you know it's better to talk about this stuff when you're like not having this problem ahead of time so take it on a date night cover (laughs) the list because you're not in the midst of the problem number seven on that list of trying to understand your husband's i just did the dinner dishes what else can i do to help means hey I got plans for later, for you and me. <laughs> I'm trying may, to. This may just be a market. That's right. We're going. We're going kids. bowling later. We're going bowling later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we got to It's not what you were ever code thinking, word. Honey. No, can I help? Yeah, no. We, I won't tell you what our code word is. All right, listen, Mark and Susan Merrill. Thanks for being an I work friend. Thanks for your phenomenal books. List of love by for busy wives and busy husbands. This is fantastic stuff. We've got to do this again. Thanks, Jim and Martha. Thank you for having Appreciate you. All right, get a copy of these books. We've still got a couple. We'll, we'll email. You can email us, Jim and I work for him.com. We'll get them out to you. you. Get a copy of these books on your own. List of love by for busy wives and busy husbands. They're, they're available everywhere. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.